With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Con Racing. Welcome into the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Jeff Motley, and uh, I'm not alongside Brendan Gone unless you're looking at the uh, TV screen. Brendan uh, having a little spring break fun, I believe, with the, uh, with the kiddos this weekend. So, uh, Brendan, where are you uh, calling us from there? We're up in the mountains right now, Mr. Motley. You know, it's, uh, my boys love to ski, and so brought them up here real quick, do a quick ski trip, and then heading back home this weekend for Easter with the family. But appreciate uh, that you, know, you got to Skype in a couple weeks. My turn this week. No, no race this weekend. So, you know, it's just me. They, they get to listen to me and you banter about last week's race and make up a whole bunch of stuff that we can do whatever we want this week. It'll be my turn to Skype in next week, put you back in this chair over here. So, so Brendan, you're up there in the snow, but we started off the week on the dirt. And, uh, you know, I think everybody kind of didn't know what to expect. Obviously, they had some challenges for the weekend with the, the rain. But I think by the time they finally got ready to race on Monday and they got both a truck race in and a cup race, it, it was pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I think there were some thoughts that, is this a gimmick? I don't know, but I thought it turned out pretty good. I thought it looked fantastic. I mean, look, you got to remember, the first part was the rain. Okay, whether this was dirt or a concrete, that rain was going to be there regardless. I mean, it, it didn't affect that. And that was a rain, Jeff, that really, I, I was more worried about people than I was, you know, the, the racing, right? I mean, they had flooding of epic proportions. Um, they had to move TV compounds. They had to move NASCAR trailers and stuff. That was an absolute wild uh, storm that blew through. So uh, for the fans, Jeff, that I'm sure you heard it and I heard it. I, I did uh, the morning drive with Pete Pistoni. I, you know, oh, if this had been, uh, no, had it been concrete, they still would not have been able to get people inside Bristol Motor Speedway. It was a lake outside of it. The bridge, Jeff, you've been to Bristol. There's that bridge that oh, connects yeah. the, the oval track to the, the drag, the drag strip. strip. Yep. 
They said the bridge was underwater. Well, the TV compound almost got flooded. You couldn't get in the front gate. So, you know, you're right. There was no race that was going to take place there on Sunday, and it didn't matter if it was concrete, asphalt, dirt, rocks. It didn't matter what they were racing on. There was going to be no race there on Sunday. You're exactly right. But we did race on Monday. And for the seventh time in seven <laughs> weeks, now not only do we get a different winner, but we got a double-digit winner. Uh, Joey Logano was 30 Three to one plus eight hundred to get a top three. He 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 paid off big if you bet him. Uh, team Penske was eleven to one to be the the winning team, and then uh, even won his group at plus two ninety five, where he was a, a long shot there. So I think Logano shocked everybody by winning that race. No, it was it was awesome. I mean, uh, I you and I talked last week. I don't even think we mentioned Joey Logano's name. <laughs> To for any of it, and I t- I had Pete Pistoni and I did you know a fantasy racing preview, and I did the morning drive with him even, and we didn't even mention Joey Logano's name to be in there for this thing. So uh, as as great as we think we are, Joey Logano at thirty three to one, Jeff, we are absolutely killing it with these double digit guys this this year. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, you know, going back to the weather for a second, do you remember Jeff years ago? We had an off-road race at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway at the dirt track, and I made a statement that us off-roaders are tougher than these NASCAR guys. We don't cancel for just a little bit of rain or anything, and it snowed, and they couldn't get the ambulance on the track, and they canceled the race. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm going back like 20-something years. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I think that was when I first moved here. It would have been right when you started, but I made that. Yeah, I was I was the cocky kid said, we don't cancel these off-road races. These NASCAR guys, they're soft. And yeah. we canceled the race. Like, well, you know, and I think one of the is our third winner who has been more than a thirty to one long shot to win. I mean, Christopher yeah. Bell and and Michael McDowell, Michael McDowell won, and again, it is Joey Logano, but the guy had never raced on dirt, which I think made it even more impressive. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the winners this year. You know, six what was sixty six to one, twenty eight to one. We the closest one was Kyle Larson. You know, at a ten to one, and Martin Truex at eleven. Which Martin Truex at eleven to one—that's still a hell of a number for Martin Truex, even. I mean, that's unbelievable. But double digits all the way through. Uh, Penske with two wins, and Hendrick, of course, with two wins. So uh, some parity a little bit there. But the the name that is noticeably missing is only one Joe Gibbs Racing win in those seven races. Yeah, and maybe, uh, and I guess Truex—it's not a big surprise. But your Kyle Busch and the fact that Denny Hamlin hasn't gotten a win yet uh, is is definitely interesting. So uh, we'll see how that goes. So Jeff Motley, Brennan Gone here on Gone Racing. Uh, Brennan is joining us remotely on a little vacation with the kids during spring break. Brennan, we're talking about the dirt race at, at Bristol and, and Joey Logano pulling off the win. You know, everybody kind of went into the race thinking that Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Austin Dillon were probably going to be the three guys to beat. Um, we didn't know that Kyle Larson was going to have to start at the rear of the field. You know, when we were talking about it on the show last week, he obviously had to change engines before the race. And, and I think that really put him behind the eight ball because he was passing cars right and left. And of all people to lose control and wreck right in front of Kyle Larson, it was Christopher Bell. And, and it really we, took out both of them for all intents and purposes. And we kind of said that, I, you know, we, we were saying, look, we're, we're putting all our eggs in this Christopher Bell and, and, and Kyle Larson basket. I go, what happens if those two are up front battling for the lead, Jeff? And they rate, you know, wreck each other because they're running hard. They weren't well, even up front. <laughs> that's just they weren't racing for the lead, but they still took each other out. So, I mean, that was definitely uh, 
I think I think when those two wrecked each other, the whole field started salivating and going, oh, hey, wait a second. We have a chance. You know what I mean? Because there was so much talk about those two guys. So I think that was a big deal. A couple names we did talk about. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He was plus 550 for that top three. But we did say Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was one of those that we both liked. Um, Denny Hamlin at plus 750 for a top three of the Motley. Did we even mention his name last week either? I mean, I, I, I don't think we talked about two of the top three at all well and and how about daniel suarez i mean this is two weeks in a row he's run well he led a lot of laps he does not have a lot of dirt experience either and he ends up finishing fourth uh you know then you got ryan newman who does have dirt experience ryan comes in fifth i don't think there's a really big surprise there william byron who they kind of asked him what was his experience with dirt and he says i've done a lot of it on my video game you know which he won the iRacing deal the other night william byron i thought was solid all day long racing on the dirt and then guys it's kind of all over the place tyler reddick a lot of dirt experience a guy you figured would do well he finishes seventh ryan blaney it's sort of in his genes because his dad and his uncle uh dave and dale blaney great dirt racers sprint car racers ryan not a lot of dirt experience he comes in eighth and Eric Jones, not a lot of dirt experience. Ninth, and Chase Elliott, who's really started to do some dirt experience, uh, coming in tenth. So a little bit all over the board there. Well, and everybody always has been saying, is there a correlation, Jeff, between the the sprint car modified late models and a stock car on dirt? And I think that goes to show that you know you know what there is a difference. Um, it, it did show that some of these guys without dirt experience, we're able to drive their stock cars well on the dirt. And that, to me, that goes for the guys with the name of William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Chase, Eric Jones. But the dirt guys were still there. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is not a guy that we talk about being top three every week. If you're a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. fan, you jumped on him at a top three. You jumped on him for the win, almost got it. Uh, We did talk Tyler Reddick a lot. We did talk Ryan Newman a lot. And you said it, Chase Elliott, you know what I appreciate the most about Chase Elliott, Jeff? It doesn't matter what uh, genre of racing we're going to. Chase Elliott puts in the work. He is absolutely one of the hardest working guys. He wasn't a great road racer. What did he do? He went out and drove everything he could on the road courses to make himself now one of the best road racers in uh, NASCAR's top division. At dirt. He's never been known for dirt, but what he did was last year, this year, he went to the Chili Bowl. He raced a couple of the races last week at the Dirt Nationals. He worked his butt off to try to be better, and he got himself a top 10 finish. This kid has turned himself into an amazing all-around race car driver. No, there's no question about that. And just recap a little bit for our betters. Ricky Stenhouse, if you had him for a top three, would have paid a plus 550, and Denny Hamlin would have been a plus 750 if you had him for a top three. And, uh, Brennan, we can look at the group matchups we had a little bit. You know, we had a little all over the board there. Uh, Group A, Tyler Reddick, a big long shot in Group A at plus 305, and he comes in as the winner. Uh, You know, Chase Briscoe, he he seemed like he was getting knocked around by somebody else all day long, including his own teammate running him into the wall. Austin Dillon, I think, Probably disappointed us a little bit. I was expecting a lot more out of Austin. The most. Austin Dillon was the biggest disappointment, I think, for me in the whole race. Yeah, and then Stuart Friesen, uh, you know, again, I I think one thing you and I talked about is, you know, these guys like Mike Marlar and Stuart Friesen and some of these guys, they just were not going to be in the equipment. And when you run 250 laps, I don't care if it's on dirt or what you're racing on, the the teams with good cars and good equipment are typically going to be the ones that you're going to be looking at. Yeah, and, and that we talked about it, but like I, I, Austin Dillon is really the one I expected a lot more out of.
But the, his RCR teammate, Tyler Reddick, came with the top 10. So Tyler Reddick, you know, raised that boat up, and he got a great long shot win in Group A. Yeah, now looking at Group B, uh, you know, there's a couple of us. That'd be me. That'd be you <laughs> who uh, picked Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win Group B. And I'll tell you what, if that if that race had been another 15 laps, I'm not so sure Stenhouse doesn't win it. He he was really, really coming on strong there. But it was, uh, it, you know, it was all four drivers were plus 270, but Stenhouse comes in over Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, and Ryan Blaney. Yeah, and that we, we you and I both picked that one right off the bat. Uh, look, I, I love Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney. We, we talked about how great they are, but normally any other track, Ricky Stenhouse, th that would not be the pick. But th this race, that was definitely the pick. That was the that was the group that you and I both circled right off the bat, Jeff, and said we're coming for that one. Yeah, and in Group C, uh, Joey Logano won the race. So obviously uh, Joey's the winner in Group C, and he was the long shot at plus two ninety five. You know, Kurt Busch was really never a factor at all during the day. Alex Bowman had a, you know, he was on and off. Bubba had a great run. Bubba was running seventh, and he and Stenhouse made made contact and cut down a tire and cost him, or or Bubba would have probably been right there. But uh, the way Joey Logano ran, he was going to win that group all day. Well, we had talked about Bubba Wallace, a winner in the truck series at uh, Eldora. So we did like him. Alex Bowman, a lot of dirt experience. We liked him. You like Kurt when you talked about Kurt's experience, like just how well-rounded Kurt shows up. But Joey Logano, we didn't even – I'm telling you, we talked about that group. I don't even think we mentioned Joey Logano. We said he should be the underdog, and he proved us wrong. Well, and before we continue on with the groups, I want to kind of make a point about that. Joey Logano was a guy who got very fortunate, I think, because if they had had the heat races for qualifying – I don't know if Joey in his limited dirt experience in those short heat races, I'm not as convinced that he would have been starting up front. But once those heats got rained out and they were able to go to the standard qualifying lineup based on the formula that Stephen, Stephen Hawking, that, Stephen Hawking, Stephen did, Hawking. Yeah. that that Joey was able to start up front. And that was a big, big help for him in this race. Yeah, and, and you know what? He didn't make the mistake. That's You're, you're kind of right there, Jeff. He never faded back. He got a good starting spot. He stayed in the top 10. He stayed within his limits. And at the end of the race, he had a good race car, and he had a good run. So good for him. Way to go. Proud of what he did. And he won his group as the, as the underdog. So way to go, Joey. And next year, he's going to be like 8-1 to one to win this race, and he's going to be like, <laughs> come on, guys. Because, look, hopefully next year they'll have the heat races too and line them up. All right, in Group D, uh, there was really no favorite. All four guys were plus 270. But Denny Hamlin, you know, with that third-place finish, uh, had a good run, really good for him. You know, Truex had a good car all day, got into a little bit of an accident. He won the truck race, surprised everybody. Uh, Harvick, uh, it was not a good day for Kevin Harvick and uh, or Mike Marlar, either one in that. So Denny, Denny kind of won that one going away. Well, hold on, but Martin Truex Jr. was the class of the field for the first two stages. Martin Truex Jr. absolutely dominated this race, and he did the same thing in the truck race. And I, I even went, oh, my God, where did that come from? I, I did not expect that. You know, we said that about Martin Truex Jr. when he started being so good on these road courses. And, you know, remember when Martin – first came in he wasn't that good on road courses and now he's the guy you put with chase elliott as the guy who has the the best chance to win every week so martin's ability to adapt to new forms of racing and his positive attitude that he takes into these races i think it really shows through it didn't show up in the final result but i think it certainly showed through in the way he raced all weekend long no he, he his final result was not what he wanted but he led i mean led the most laps 
won the Tuesday. I mean, he was fantastic. And we talked about Mike Marlar, even though he was in that group with those big names, how he could be someone to watch. But the equipment is what basically did him in, like we said it would. And he didn't get to show a lot today. So kind of a bummer for Marlar. That was a big opportunity for him, and he just didn't get to do much. Well, we look over into Group E uh, in a, another situation there. I mean, we had Chris Windham and Shane Golubek both were in that group. Uh, obviously not in equipment that can compare to what William Byron or Matt DiBenedetto was in. Uh, William Byron, a really, really strong run. Again, all four, four drivers were plus 270 going in. Um, Boy, I tell you, I, I probably look back on it, and William Byron would have been a pretty good pick in that in that group. I mean, it, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but man, you look at it now, and I think we're going to learn a lot going into next year. That look, it's not like when Ron Fellows would or Boris said got into a road course race, you know, driving a Hendrick car or something. These guys that are coming up from modifieds and late models that are just not in one of the the big teams, they're probably not going to be factors. Well, I really expected the uh, the Rick Ware Racing team to be a little bit better uh, than they were. I, I thought that Rick Ware had enough equipment and kind of had enough knowledge there that they might be able to put something together. But they, they just weren't able to. They probably bit off a little too much with too many drivers. So kind of a bummer. Uh, but William Byron, you know, once again, great job by William. I, I gave zero credence to the Wednesday iRacing dirt thing. I poo-pooed it with you. I poo-pooed it with Pete Pistoni. And I, I'm the one with egg on my face. Well, I, I don't know if it's as much because of the iRacing thing or the fact that William Byron's just a very talented race car driver who you and I talked about this last week, Brendan. You've got to go into any race with the proper frame of mind and the proper attitude. And, you know, I think there are certain guys who probably said, you know, like I think Harvick was one of them. Dirt, Bristol, just get me out of here. Uh, and you saw where he finished. And I think those guys who went in there and said, hey, you know, let's see. I think Joey Logano's attitude changed broadcasting the truck race. You know, he sat up there in the booth doing the truck race and I could just kind of tell he was getting excited, like excited about getting in his race car. And I'm not so sure he had that excitement until he sat up there and broadcast that truck race. Oh, I mean, he also probably was able to, Joey's smart enough. He's watching the race, but he was looking at lines. He was seeing how the holes with that hole that formed off of four, he was watching it form. So Joey, Joey's smart and he did a great job. But William Byron is, is once again, proving me that, uh, you know, put the homework in, do do all the simulations and stuff. These young kids can perform. Absolutely. And in Group F, our final group, uh, the two favorites were Eric Almarola, Chris Busher. Busher ends up winning the group, also along with Custer and Chastain. Almarola and Chastain got into a big crash early on in the race. Almarola's car was destroyed. Uh, Chastain, pretty much his day was over at that point, too. So uh, Chris Busher was certainly in the class of the field in that group. And, and, and I don't really know about Chris's dirt background, but he did grow up in Texas. So at some point, he had to run a car fast on dirt some way if he grew up in Texas. No, he had a top 10 in stage one, so that got him some stage points, and, and that was a good run for Chris. And he is in our, our, our famous, you know, Chris Boucher, Ron Flatter group, and he was back in it. So, I mean, it, it, it apparent that he goes back into Group F, he's got to get the win. That's in his contract with us. Yeah, one thing we don't typically do, but because we don't have a race coming up this week, we've got some time to fill, is a few of the head-to-head -head, uh, matchups last week. Those and were fun. Th those were, we, th we, those were fun. Uh, so I feel a little bit bad for you because I know that you had – you had taken uh, one of those. You missed by one spot. And I can't one remember spot. which one it was. You missed by one it spot. Was yeah, I think that was. Yeah, that was a Blaney win. But you know, you and I both uh, liked Ryan Newman at his plus one fifteen over Mike Marlar, and and I thought that one was an, a layup and an easy win. And you and I both picked that one. And and uh, Newman, one of the longer odds there at plus one fifteen, uh, taking down Mike Marlar. 
Yeah, you know, that that I had what I had was Austin Dillon beating uh, Chase Briscoe also. That was my other one because I thought Austin Dillon was going to win the race. So that that ended up biting me a little bit. Briscoe got in our... four wrecks and still beat Austin Dillon by one spot. Yeah, I know. Who got in uh, trust who, me, who got in no wrecks? Why why do you uh, why do you think Austin was so out to lunch? I, and when when Tyler Reddick was so good, I don't know. And you listen, to, he gave a great little, you know, after each race, they do their little blogs now. And Austin came out and said they just missed it. They messed up. And he apologized and said, you know, a lot of that is on him because he's he does know a lot about dirt. So they messed up. It is what it is. It cost me a little bit of money, but Ryan Newman made it up for us. But that Mike Marvar, Ryan Newman, we come on, Jeff, we jumped on that the second we saw that. It, that was the biggest standout to me. And that was the only upset in terms of the, the odds of yeah. all the head-to-head matchups. And, and even Kyle Larson, for all of his troubles, uh, in minus 200 over Christopher Bell, who was the plus 175, <laughs> they got into the same crash. Bell couldn't continue. Uh, Larson was able to continue. He was several laps down, and, and then I think he got banged into a couple more times. Between getting his truck torn up in the truck race and getting in about two or three skirmishes in the cup race, as much as Kyle Larson loves dirt racing, I think he was probably he glad to see Bristol in the rearview mirror. Yeah, he uh, and and I watched him getting the one right before the end of the stage, trying to battle for the deal where they ripped his entire nose off. He was just trying to to battle to stay on, you know, at least one lap down, and it, it exploded hit the front end of his Chevrolet. So Larson definitely not the one he was looking for, uh, but he still won the head to head at minus two, whatever it was when it went off the board. So. Uh, way to go, Kyle. You still won your head-to-head. Well, we got about 90 seconds left in this first segment. And, you know, Bristol and, and Fox and NASCAR all announced during the race on Monday that uh, they will be doing this again next spring at Bristol. Uh, so are, are you excited about that? I mean, what were your, your thoughts? Uh, did you change your opinion of the race from before it started until it was over? No, I loved it. I thought they did a great job. I thought that, you know, with all the rain they had and the troubles that they had, Steve Swift, the guys at SMI, did a great job of managing expectations and and getting that track back in raceable condition. Uh, give them a little more opportunity to not have the, the you know, the Noah's flood come in. They probably could have the dirt in a little better condition. Maybe that hole wouldn't have formed in turn four. But too wide, people race side by side keep the dust out a little more. And I think they've got a great deal and, and the fans love the show it put on. They're four wide at one point in the dirt. I, I saw many times, Jeff, four wide. Yeah. And I think it'll be better if they can not have to run both races on the same day. I think that probably, you know, I think, oh, yeah. th- I think that probably that hurts, costs, the that hurts the dirt. It hurts the dirt. It's certainly made for a dusty, you know, and because they had to go to those single file restarts late in the race, which is really not what, what anybody really wanted to see, but I mean, I guess it is what it is when you get to a situation like that. All right, well, Brendan and I come back as he is lounging up there in the mountains or wherever he's at. We're going to kind of talk about these long shots that have been winning this year. So there's been a lot of them, all double digits. We come back on Gone Racing. some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back into Gone Racing. Jeff Motley, alongside my buddy Brendan Gone, who we're beside of each other on the TV screen. We're just not beside of each other in the studio this week. Brendan enjoying spring break with the kiddos, but taking an hour out to be a part of our show today. And Brendan, when we came on the air, we talked about the big upset of Joey Logano being 33 to 1, winning the dirt race in, in Bristol. But every race this year has been won by a double digit seed. And we can kind of go down the list. It started with Michael McDowell, 66 to 1. At Daytona, uh, then the road course at Daytona, eighty to one. Christopher Bell, William Byron, twenty-eight to one in Homestead. Then maybe you could argue should Kyle Larson have been a little bit better odds at Vegas, ten to one. Martin Truex, same deal, eleven to one at Phoenix, and then twenty to one. Ryan Blaney in Atlanta, and then Joey Logano, thirty-three to one. Wow, I mean the betters. If if you pick the right guy, you just won some money this year. Look, in the 40-man horse race, we always talk how difficult it is to pick the winner. I mean, that, that's never easy. But this year, even worse, Kyle Larson at 10-1, to 1, I, I, a lot of people expect him to win. I don't think anybody expected him to win that quickly. So I think that's where that comes from. Uh, but you look at Martin Truex. Martin Truex 11-1, to 1, that's only because of how he started the season. Martin Truex is normally a, a, what, a plus 450, plus 650 guy every week. But because he hadn't had a good start to the season, they had him up at 11-1. to 1, So you got him at a steal. That's why we always talk, Jeff. you got to pay attention to these odds because you might find that diamond in the rough. Joey Logano was definitely the diamond in the rough, though. I couldn't believe that. So, see, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott. What do all of them have in common right now? No wins, baby. No wins. Now, Denny Hamlin has got a lot more points than anybody else. I mean, Denny has been consistent 
every single week has not found victory lane. I mean, we've got the, the points up there on the screen right now. I mean, Denny Hamlin hadn't won a race, but he's got 327 points. I mean, the next guy up there is Joey Logano at 269. I mean, it's a huge, huge gap, but Denny hasn't found victory lane. He's got six top fives in seven races, so he's been solid every week. So I think it's probably just a matter of time before he finds victory lane. Well, and that's – we know there's guys that are going to find victory lane. How high will their odds be for the next race? That's the question. You know, the next race we go to is Martinsville, and I do not expect Chase Elliott without a win or Denny Hamlin without a win to be double-digit, and those will probably be your two favorites. So we might lose the the, the double-digit thing, but I still think we might get an eight-consecutive race with a new winner. No, I, I definitely think that's going to happen. I think, you know, Joey Logano is obviously a guy who's going to be a factor we know at Martinsville, too. So there's no question about that. He's been very good there. I do like the Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott chances once we get over to uh, over to Martinsville. So it's going to be kind of interesting. I, I, think, I think we're going to see that double-digit thing in. Of course, I thought last week that either Larson or Bell would probably win, and that would be the end of the double-digit deal. Yeah, but we, we say that we think it's going to end, but then you end up with a guy like a, a, an Alex Bowman who might be double-digit odds there who's been running well, get in there. You might have a Matt Benedetto who's run very well at Martinsville since he came over to the Woods Brothers Penske camp, and he might be able to sneak in and get a win there. So there's going to be some double-digit guys that are worth looking at for the betters to, to pop a, you know, put a, put a couple you know bucks down to get a ticket. But the favorite is going to be Chase, Denny, and Joey, and they will be single-digit. Uh, but I, I still think we can get a new another winner, and I think it could be double digit with a with a guy like Matt Benedetto or an Alex Bowman. Well, do you think anybody is is uh, is anybody emerging from these race teams right now? I mean, Penske's got two wins, Logano and Blaney. Gibbs has got two wins with Martin Trix Jr., Christopher Bell. Hendricks got a couple wins. William Byron's got a win. Who else has got to win? Uh, Hendrick. Uh, Byron's got to win, and, and Kyle Larson's got to win. Larson. And then the other win is by McDowell. So we've got two wins by each of those three that seem to become the preeminent teams because I do believe right now the 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 Stewart-Haas team and the, and the Ganassi teams are running a little bit behind. Ganassi's been a little bit behind even the last couple of years. But the biggest difference to me is the Stewart-Haas team. There's been a large drop in that performance with Kevin Harvick mostly uh, leading the way. So that, to me, is the biggest problem is what are we going to do with Kevin Harvick and that Stewart-Haas team? Uh, Kevin Harvick might be getting double-digit odds pretty soon, Jeff. And if Kevin Harvick's getting double-digit odds, I'm going to be betting it. Well, that could be very interesting. And, you know, you, with Gibbs, the fact that Hamlin and Kyle Busch are the two guys who haven't won yet, you certainly know Denny's going to get victory lane soon, and I would expect Kyle Busch to get there as well. And then you look at the Hendrick cars, you got the defending series champion who hasn't Chase found Elliott. victory lane, who's one of the guys who hasn't won. No, you got the old two that have been there the longest, Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman haven't won. So there's guys that are going to win. We're going to talk about that soon, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we get in, actually, when we get on our third block, which is coming up very shortly, we're going to start talking about the odds to win. We're going to compare those odds to what the odds were at the beginning of the season. Because one thing Brendan and I like to talk about is, when do you hop on a guy to win the championship? We'll be right back on Gone Racing.
Welcome back to Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone, who is joining us remotely today. Gone Racing here at the South Point Hotel Casino Studio. And Brendan, as we move on into our, our third segment of the show, it's time to start talking a little bit about the odds for the championship and how they've, how they've changed. Uh, once we get through Martinsville next week, we're going to be almost a third of the way through the regular season. Uh, you know, 26 races in the regular season. That'll be week eight. And we've talked about seeing these seven different winners, and I think we both expect to see a lot more different winners. Uh, first off, do you think we will get to 16 different winners before race 26? Look, I think I've said after we started the season for about, what, about since Miami, Jeff, I've said it's, it's a possibility. Um, the record to start a season is 10 winners in 10 races. Um, that is, I believe, the record in the modern era of, of our sport. Um, and, you know, that happened, I believe it was 2001 also, which is the year, as you see the graphic on VEASAN, that they had 19 different winners. Since we've gone to the playoff format, though, we've never had 16 drivers make, you know, win. So we, we've had that statement, Jeff, if you win, you're in. I think this is the year we could not, we could have somebody that wins and doesn't make the playoffs. Well, and I truly believe that. I think you're, you're, I think you're right. Then the possibility is there, but I think you have to kind of still remember that we're not talking about 16 winners in 36 races. We're talking about 16, 16 winners oh, in 26 absolutely. races, you know, to make the difference. And I think one of the things to me that is going to make it easier for us not to reach 16 was the fact that we had a winner at the dirt race who was a guy who we expect to win at some point during the year anyway. See, to me, that's where the thing, if we'd gotten an upset. So you're saying Austin Dillon. If Austson Dillon Or won, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. or somebody like that, had they won that race, then that's a whole different ballgame. But having Joey Logano win, I mean, we're expecting Joey Logano to win somewhere, whether it's at Texas or, or wherever. I mean, those are the kind of tracks we expect to see Joey run well on. But we also didn't expect, you know, Christopher Bell to beat Chase Elliott in a road course, and it happened. So, I mean, those things are there, Jeff. And I, I looked at it, so I did the math. We got seven races, seven races, right? That's what we've had, seven races, seven winners. So go down the leaderboard. And, and we've had the, we had the leaderboard up a minute ago on, on Beeson, on the feed. Denny Hamill has not won a race. There's eight. We do believe Denny's going to win. Brad Keselowski has not won a race. There's nine. Kevin Harvick, we believe, will win a race. There's ten. Chase Elliott, we believe, will win a race. We know Chase Elliott's going to win on a road course. I mean, that's just a given. It, it, so now, now you're at 11. Which one of those other guys? Do we think Alex Bowman? Yes. There's 12. Kurt Busch? Okay, maybe. You know, he won. Maybe not. Uh, Kyle Busch? I think Kyle Busch is going to win. There's 13. I think Austin Dillon's going to win. There's 14. And then if you get off of that graphic that we had and you look down in the rest of the field, you still have a Matt Benedetto who I think Matt Benedetto will win a race this year. I think he's going to get there, and and he's out outside of it. There's 15. Tyler Reddick, I think Tyler Reddick will win this year. There's 16. Now, you still got Eric Almirola, who won last year, hasn't won yet. You still got Cole, Cole Custer that, won last year. Cole Custer won, won last race. year, didn't win yet. You, you, Austin Dillon. Didn't, you know, hasn't won yet. I didn't name him. You never there know what three. to expect out of Ryan Newman either. I mean, Ryan Newman and, is certainly, I mean, and, and here's the thing. We know, I know you hate this. We're going to go to Daytona. The we we got, we the got Talladega coming up in a few weeks, and we've got Daytona in, in I guess, the cutoff race right before the end. Anything can happen. 
And you have and you have two guys there, Bubba Wallace, who's been running great on those restrictor plate or super speedways, and Eric Jones, who runs great on super speedways. You've got guys like Ross Chastain who have run good on super speedways. You have guys like Daniel Suarez that's going to be in great equipment that can win on super speedways. So I think we could see it. And the big travesty for me or the big, uh, the big oh, my God moment would be how about you get a win at Daytona, right? And either A, it knocks out the Daytona 500 winner, Michael McDowell, or let's say a guy like Cole Custer wins. And he happens to be the furthest down in points with the win. He won, but he didn't get in the playoffs. Can you imagine the fans that are going to go eight poo-poo over that story? Well, But the good thing is you're going to know going into that race if you've already had 15 winners or not. Which will be, which sure. will make a big difference. All right, we got a couple minutes, couple minutes left in this segment here, and we're talking about futures. So let's talk about the championship and the odds. Now, when the season started, no big surprise. The the guy who was the favorite to win was Chase Elliott. Uh, actually, no, Ke- Kevin Harvick was the favorite to win at five to one. He's now up to eight to one. Chase Elliott has remained at six to one. But the big mover has been Kyle Larson, who opened at twelve to one. He's now six to one, and also Ryan Blaney opened at fifteen to one, and he's moved up to ten to one. So you know, you and I like to talk on when to bet, guys. Well, William Byron's from thirty to twenty. There's some guys that have dropped, but we talk, Jeff, we talk about this on the future side every time we get a chance, especially when the playoffs hit. When to put money on a future for the guys to win the championship. And right now, Kevin Harvick, he's eight to one. Jump on that. That's the highest he's what was he last year? Remember, wasn't he like 250 to one to win the championship? Oh, yeah. Three races like, ago. They were pretty much engraving his name on the trophy at one point, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kyle Busch, they're still afraid of. He's 8-1. to one. He's staying flat. But you look at guys like Martin Truex, 8-1. to one. That's going to go down. Kyle Larson, it went down already. You missed your window on that. William Byron, 20-1. to one. It's going down, but still a great number. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys down there that, that could make runs that the numbers show you got to know when to jump on them. And right now, everybody's above 7-1, to 6-1. to one. Kyle Larson is your favorite. And Chase Elliott. Okay. Well, Keep those guys out. Wait till maybe something ebbs the other way. But there's a lot of great guys that 8, 7, 9, 10. There's great numbers there that these guys can get. And now's the time to jump on. You know, it's funny. Denny Hamlin opened the season at 8-1. to one. He's moved to 7-1, to one, but he hasn't found victory lane, even though he does have the six top five finishes in seven races. So, you know, Denny's still 7-1 to one to win his first championship. That's a pretty good odd, too. No, 7-1 to one at Denny Hamlin is still a great number because I'm betting you when the playoffs start, he'll be down to five. Uh, I bet that Kevin Harvick or Chase Elliott will be down to five or maybe even four to one. So those numbers are still good. And Kyle Larson, I find I think his numbers are going to keep going in that direction. So wait, wait a couple more weeks that Kyle Busch doesn't win a few more races and watch Kyle Busch's numbers go into double digits. Uh, if Kevin Harvick, same thing, they might get into double digits. That's when you jump on those things. It's kind of like the stock market. You got to know know when when to sell and when to buy. Well, and I tell you, the one guy who he's twenty to one right now to win the championship, he's already got a win under his belt, and I'm telling you, he's been he gets better and better and better every week. If you want to take a flyer, a long shot on a guy, how you like William Byron at twenty to one? I mean, he's moved from thirty to one to twenty to one, but William Byron, I like that. He's proven to me that he can, he can, he does the homework and he can get it done like Chase Elliott. So watch out. William Byron's going to keep going the wrong way also. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely going to be a, a strong guy to watch. 
Well, when we come back on Gone Racing, uh, Brendan and I are going to kind of talk about the next four or five weeks coming up because uh, we don't have a race next weekend or this coming weekend at Martinsville. But we'll be back to talk about the next five. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome back into the final segment of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley, Brendan Gone. I'm here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Brendan is on a little break for spring break uh, with the kiddos this weekend. And uh, Brendan, we've kind of pretty much beat the dirt race to death, I think, now in Bristol. And we don't have a race this weekend, but we've got a really interesting mix of tracks coming up over the next few weeks. And I think that's going to go a long way to determining, you know, how the season's going to shape up in terms of playoffs. We're getting ready to go back to back at short tracks, Martinsville and Richmond. And Martinsville, for the first time ever, is going to be a Saturday night race. So a little interesting awesome. to see how that's going to work at Martinsville. Awesome. And and we go from two little bitty tracks to the big old Talladega Super Speedway, which is a whole nother match. And then after that, we have a couple of intermediate races at, at Kansas and at, and at Darlington uh, before we get ready to, to tackle some of the more interesting uh, races uh, like at Austin, Texas and places like that. But we're going to two short tracks in a row, Martinsville and Richmond. Uh, do you expect that to be something that's going to separate people at all? Well, I mean, it depends. Do you know? Do you believe that we will get our first two-time winner this season at Martinsville with the fact that Martin Truex Jr. 
is so strong there. Denny Hamlin is so strong there. And Joey Logano is so strong And there. Chase Elliott is very good there, and, too. And, and Chase Elliott. There's four, but Chase Elliott hasn't won. And neither neither has Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. So two so haven't two won guys, and two have won. That's right. So will we see our first two-time winner when we go to Martinsville? Good question. It's going to be interesting, I think, going to Martinsville. And, and all right, so it's going to be a night race. Now, we've seen races in late in the day in, in Martinsville. You know, they just put up lights a couple years ago. And Brennan, you've raced all different places on asphalt, on concrete. Now, of course, Martinsville is both. Uh, you've raced in the day at night. What do you think is going to be a difference? Is it going to be anything for the drivers, or do they care? You know, it's more, to me, the night races are more for the fans. They love them. They, it's a it's lot more colors, a lot more vivid stuff that they get to see. Um, but I think it's very cool to have Martinsville at night. It's historic, and I think it's going to be very, very cool. And the first guy to win at night, that's going to be a very special, that's going to be a very special deal, the first guy that wins the night race. And and I, I think it's going to be cool. And and like I said, it's it's a good shot for us to get the second one. I'm I don't want to be the guy to make the bold prediction. I don't want to see who who that that this will be the first driver, you know, who'll be the first driver to get a his second win this season. I don't want to see it at Martinsville, Jeff. I want to see a Chase Elliott or somebody. I don't want to see it, but but I think it this could be Martin Truex, you know, or uh, Martin Truex. I think is probably my my heavy favorite. Brendan, I think I hear it in your voice. You want 26 different winners in these first 26 <laughs> races. You want Pete Rozelle's parody, I believe. Isn't that what you're looking for? I don't know if I want the parody. I'm looking at it more as I want the chaos. I want to see these guys scrambling going, oh, my God, where is this going to happen? And then, you know, when, when we try to make a prediction who's going to be the first one to win twice, we're going to keep this question going all year. I'd love to ask this question. I hope we're asking this question in two weeks at Talladega. At what point, and Denny Hamlin's got so many points, and, and of course NASCAR's rule actually is the 15 top winners and the points leader, if the leader. points leader hasn't won. And Denny, of course, has a huge lead, even though he hasn't won. So I'm going to take Denny out of the mix for a minute. When, Denny's going to win. Uh, he is going to win. But at what point do Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman – at what point do some of those guys start getting a little bit nervous? Chase Elliott is not going to get nervous because we know he's going. He's probably going to go to Austin and win, or he's going to go to Sonoma and win. I'm not worried about him. But when do those other guys get a little bit nervous? You know, I, I think that those guys can win any weekend, so they don't get nervous until they go to Talladega and there's 15 or 16 different winners. You know, I, I don't think they need to be nervous yet, but it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Does a Let's say Bubba Wallace wins at Talladega. Does that make the Bush brothers and Kozlowski more nervous as opposed to if they were to see a repeat winner at Talladega or if they saw Denny Hamlin win or somebody like that, they're not going to be nearly as, as worked up. But if you see a Bubba Wallace win, a guy who's already outside the top 16 in points, I would think that'd make you a little more nervous. I think that each race that goes by that we don't get a repeat winner, it's, even if it is a Chase Elliott that wins next week, it still is an eighth race with eight winners. You know, I mean, that's, I think that every week we go without an extra winner, those guys, Michael McDowell is even sitting there getting nervous, even with the win. So I think that every week with a different winner, there's a lot of people that maybe are getting a little more tepid, but Kyle Busch can win any week. Chase Elliott can win any week. Brad Kay, I think there's too many guys that can win any week. Well, and let me ask you this too, as a, as a former driver, because you are 
officially retired from NASCAR racing, right? We're not going to see you back in the yes. car, right? No. How difficult is it to go from you're going to run three straight races on a half mile, a half mile, and a three-quarter mile, tracks where you probably at no point are ever getting over 125 miles an hour thanks to the dirt at Bristol, to going to Talladega and racing there. Is there an adjustment, or is it just like, you know what, it is week to week. We don't even think about the previous week. No, that that day is gone. Those these race cars, we get in them. That you go to the next track. It doesn't matter if it goes from from Coda to a short track to a dirt track to Talladega. It, it's just every week it's its own thing. You don't need a minute to get back going or get into the rhythm. And I think we've proven that with no practice the last year and a half. Well, and I think that's probably the fact that the cars are also drastically different. I think what will be a little bit more interesting is probably going to be next year when we get into the new car, when that new car comes in and basically they're supposed to run the same car at Martinsville that they run at Talladega. I think it'll be a little bit more of a, of a difference. And we, we know that we've been, they've been testing a lot with that new car. And I think some guys think it's pretty interesting. Next year's next year. I, I, I want to know, Jeff, we got two wins. You said for Hendrick, two wins for Gibbs and two wins for, uh, uh, Penske. Penske. What team's going to have the most wins this season? Joe Gibbs has been dominating that category. Gibbs. What team's going to have the most wins? Gibbs because you think I, Gibbs will. I, I think Gibbs because I think when you go top to bottom of the four drivers, strongest. I, I think it's a strongest lineup. Now that now I think the Hendrick lineup, it, the Hendrick lineup is is very very strong. Now Penske, if you're counting to Benedetto in there, the problem with Penske is they've only got three cars and the other two have got four. Because if if we're not counting Matt De Benedetto as a Penske car, if you we're not, it's not a Penske car. Okay, so we only got three Penske cars, so they're already behind the eight ball because they got fewer bullets in their gun, if you will. So these other two teams, four drivers. I just think if you take the top guy in each one and you go across the board, I just think Gibbs wins out. Gibbs is a little bit stronger team there. I always have said that, but I think that Hendrick is catching very quickly. I think that these young kids are proving me that simulators can work, and, and William Byron and Alex Bowman are proving that. Well, and I think what we're seeing out of William Byron is probably living proof of that. I mean, William Byron has certainly come on this year, Chase Elliott winning the championship last year. And don't forget the fact that Kyle Larson has brought a new breath of fresh air and a shot in the arm to that that entire Hendrick team. I mean, Larson's going to be a factor every week. There's no question about it. All right, I got another question then. What driver is going to have the most wins this year? Look, Kevin Harvick has zero. Denny Hamlin has zero. Uh, Chase Elliott has zero. These guys that, are, you know, Kyle Busch still has zero. Who's going to end up this year with the most wins? Will it be one of our usual suspects, or will we have a Kyle Larson or somebody end up being the guy? I'm going to say the guy that's going to win the most races this year is Chase Elliott, and the reason I am saying that is because we still have six road courses left, and I think he's going to win five of them. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he's pretty good on those things. He is very good on those. But that's, I mean, he's sitting there with zero right now, and you think he's going to get five. Well, guess what? He's only one behind the leader. Uh, very good point. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Okay. Touche. Touche on that one. Are, are you going to, so you asked me, are you going to make a prediction? Uh, you know, I think that you're going to see Kyle Larson be the guy that has the most wins this year. I've, I've thought that since he got signed to Hendrick, and I think that Kyle Larson is, is going to be that guy. Well, it's pretty obvious that neither one of us uh, really went out on a limb on there. So. <laughs> 
Well, Brendan, one thing we do need to talk about before we end the show this week is we got to go through our results of our pick. Absolutely. From last we're week. Not getting out of, we're not going to get out of here without me bragging about that again. No, and, and of course, you and I, and, and I think we probably can pop them up on the screen here. Yeah, there, there they are. So you and I did not get too far off the reservation last week because we picked four of the same of, of the same picks. We were right on two of those. With we both had Newman over Marlar in the uh, in the head to head, and we both have Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win his Group B. So it gave us a point eight five. Both of us in the plus it's side. Still a plus. Still yeah. a plus, baby. Austin Dillon did not do us any favors. Uh, you lost out uh, there with uh, the Christopher Bell Kyle Larson deal, and and that was kind of uh, bad luck, I guess, a little bit there, and that kind of killed me, because I had Christopher Bell for a top three. Now, our pit crew did not get shut out this week. It was still a negative week for our pit crew, minus 1.3, but they did have William Byron winning in Group E, and they got 2.7 units for that. Uh, they did take it on the chin, putting a whole lot of apples in the Bubba Wallace basket. They picked him to win at 25-1 to 1 and to win his group at plus 250. Of course, he ran into a buzzsaw there in his group, and he had trouble late in the race by by having his tire cut down with, with Stenhouse. So pit crew pulling up the rear right now at minus 8.95. Our overall standings, though, Brendan is still in the lead at 8.35 units. I am at 3.8. And the pit crew needs to probably get a Bubba what, Wallace what, victory. Wait, what was that? Uh, eight, eight, well, who's in the lead? I forgot. I didn't hear that again. I, I'm sorry. You broke up with the connection. What was in the lead? Yeah. Well, remember after Daytona, Michael McDowell was leading the point standings too, and we weren't picking him to win the championship. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, yes, you're in the lead, Brendan. But they Cash and tickets. Cash and tickets. Right. They don't give out trophies. At, after seven weeks, and I, no, we don't give out a trophy money. anyway. At the but end you of the give out, you give out money, you give out money, baby. At the end of the races, I'm cashing tickets. And I'm feeling very good that you and I both are winning money for people. If you have picked our picks all year long, then you have won money, and that's kind of what we're here for, right? That's what we're trying to do for people. Well, it's exactly what we're trying to do. Well, it's been a fun, fun talking about the uh, dirt race at Bristol. I'm excited about the fact that we're going to get some more short track racing coming up uh, here in the next couple weeks before we head on to Talladega and start running intermediate courses. So, uh, Brennan, hope you're enjoying your vacation up there. I'll be the one on Skype next week, and uh, we'll be back next week on Gone Racing. We will talk about Martinsville, my hometown, next week on Gone Racing. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.